What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Trev, once again, uh, tuning in to Truck Talk official podcast. Uh, check me out on Apple Music, by the way. It's officially on there. I was very excited I found that out today. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Um, I have a very, 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 extremely very, uh, that didn't even make sense, but super, <laughs> super um, guest here with me today. It's actually one of my brother's um, it's his wife, man. Um, she is, she's been around for a long time. Um, very, very, very educated uh, woman. She is about to school all of us. So I hope that if you've tuned in um, thus far, this is gonna take a, a, a slight little detour. Uh, and we're gonna learn some, some stuff um, from this educator, also uh, community, activists and she she be going hard man she really goes in but uh i want to give a huge shout out to the homie somali welcome to truck talk it is hey. official you are here i've been we've been planning this for a minute we have we have and thank you for having me and um i don't know if i can live up to what you just introduced me as but <laughs> um i also have my own podcast called lyrical identity where we actually use music Hey. Um, to really dive into a person's personal trauma and the things that they struggle with. So we use music to heal. Um, I haven't officially launched it yet, but it will be coming. Um, but with that being said, um, I'm here to also learn because, you know, the crump world, the art world, there are just so many things that you guys all bring to, bring to the table where um, it just allows so much expression, so much freedom of expression that I think is really lacking in education right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm down to have a conversation on what that really looks like. What that looks like, absolutely. So this is this is gonna be a learning uh, scenario for both of us, kind of just going back and forth. Um, I definitely wanna jump right into something that you had said uh, prior to us even starting the, the podcast, but you had mentioned PLM. Is that what it was? PLM? PLC? PLC, one of the programs that you Yeah, have so it's, um, it's a, uh, well, PLCs are like professional learning communities. And um, the thing is, a lot of the educational communities use this for, to bring groups of people together to learn, um, whether it's a topic, concepts, or whatever it is, support systems. But I think that we need to really think about how we can adopt this concept in our community um, because learning should be for everyone and it shouldn't be just for selected few, right? right? Because absolutely. the more you learn, the more educated you become. Right. And you know, that's a whole nother concept that I actually want to talk about, the concept of schooling versus education, because those are two different things, right? Right, right, right? So professional learning communities, and the word professional may throw people off, right? But if you guys are getting together and you're doing a crunk session and you're labbing, you have a professional learning community. Absolutely. And what you do yeah. is you connect with each other and say, hey, here's, uh, let me give you some feedback on this particular move. If you do it this way or you throw this beat, you do whatever, that's yeah, a it's learning it's community, community, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you're building together. For right. Sure. It's almost that concept of how there's certain words that apparently or certain activities or certain behavior that are apparently been owned by the dominant culture. So mm. for example, right, social capital. You know? Okay. When we talk about social capital, a lot of that a lot of times people wonder, oh, that's the oppressor's tool, the social capital. They build up so much social capital that they have this power. Mm. But why can't we have social capital? There's right. more of us than them. Than them. Absolutely. And if we ever came together with our individual capital mm. and put it together collectively yes. to build our massive social capital. Okay. Do you realize 
that we that How crazy it could be. So I we just, would be unstoppable. Right. So I literally just had this conversation on Tuesday mm -hmm. uh, with my guy Calvin Fabian, uh, who's a like an OG dancer mm. in Rhode Island. Yep. Um, we touched on that very very lightly, but we did. We 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 brought up the fact that it's very ironic how so many other like uh, things get supported mm -hmm. within the state. Right. But such, uh, like you said, uh, like a learning community, yeah. it's like pulling teeth to try to get support Well, sometimes. So um, I don't know if you know about the four eyes of oppression, right? And one of the eyes of oppression is internalizing, mm. right? So do you realize that back in the slave days, when you convened on a level of education, you were basically killed? Right, right, right. It, right? And, and what they did, like, and there was this one scene that I actually just shared with my learning community the other night, is when, um, um, oh my god, what was his name? The slave owner was trying to get him to say his name was Toby. Okay, yes, he, I know this story, yeah. Yeah, okay, so this yeah. is from Roots, right? Yes. And he was getting whipped horrifically in public, yes. where children mm -hmm. and other folks Slaves so, yeah. and, and, and other owners were all present to see this, right? To do that whole right. breaking horse uh, concept thing. Correct. Yeah. So this is what I call transferred trauma. Okay. Because even though that had happened 400 years ago, 200, whatever, I don't remember exactly what time it was, at, at least a couple of centuries ago, all of that that was witnessed and felt Stayed in stayed. the body. In the body. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. It stayed Absolutely. in the body, and then whatever they learned that day, which was what, which was what the masters was trying to get them to learn, was to not challenge me. You are my property, yeah. and I own you. That got transferred from generation to generation to generation. Mm -hmm. Even though we are now talking about the concept of freedom, right? In reality, we're not really free. We don't have chains. Right. We don't have shackles, yeah. right? But our mindset, it's all in the mind, right? Our mindset keeps us from doing the things and practicing those behaviors that a true free person should be doing. Absolutely. Okay. Totally Even right. just the concept of self-love. Yep. As simple as that concept is, people don't really understand it. People don't understand it, and they also like try to like dumb it down. They think they right. know what it means, and they they give an attempt, but they don't know what the well, true the like seeking the true personal freedom. And really like going towards what it what it truly means to, to have the self to have and, the and, self and express it as well. Right, and it's not even just not being able to go through and see it, but like a lot of times we humans learn from what we witness. And how many times us folks of color have witnessed self love? We've witnessed fear. Yeah. We've witnessed obedience. We've witnessed um, you know stay in line or you mm. get shot. We've witnessed it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. We witness all these things, all the right? Things that but, oppress you, <laughs> right? That oppress yeah. you, right? And then even in the concept of like some households, when you go in, like my household, I was lucky because my parents was like, education is what's gonna free you, mm. you know? Yeah, and edu yeah, education is what's it, gonna yeah, free you, and yeah, that is the and because we escaped a genocide, and you know, I'm a genocide survivor, and I lost four siblings um, due to the my genocides, which yeah. is America's fault. But that's a whole nother podcast. But anyway. <laughs> Um, it's going crazy. Yeah, so, um, you know, they came here, and what they instilled in me was really simple. They said, they said, Somali, you know, anything at any point in time can be taken away from you. Absolutely. At any point of time. 
The only thing they cannot take away from you is your knowledge. Because that's in your head. Yep. They can't take that away from you. So if you really want to have something that can never be stolen, then gain knowledge. Build, right? yeah, build a strong mind. So hence I I proceeded to go into you know education. But let me tell you, the, the issue that I had was that um, for a long time, I didn't understand the difference between school and education. So now I'm going to get into this. Okay. Okay. Bet. Right. So, so, so <laughs> if you're listening thus far, you already can see what type of vibe she's on. She is about to light our asses up. So just to give you a little background on Somali real quick, um, she is a teacher. I'm a principal. Yeah, yes. So I'm in education. Yeah, education. I'm, Put it that way. Yeah, She's so about I'm, to educate all of us. <laughs> I'm a product of Providence. Yeah. I graduated from classical high school. I, you know, went off into business, but then I decided to come back into teaching and I picked Mount Pleasant High School to teach math. Okay. And everybody knows Mount Pleasant is what the number one or number two worst school in Mount the pregnant. entire state. They call it Mount Pregnant. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and um but I chose that on purpose. I purposely picked that school because that's where I wanted to be. I am very intrigued as well as I am drawn to working with people that other people have written off. Oh, amen. Um, amen. That's just where my passion is. So while I'm doing this and I'm closing, like I'm getting students, ninth grade students in my algebra class that are at third grade math level. Wow. Because the system pushes them through. You don't fail in middle school. You just keep so, going. You just keep right. going. Whether you get it or not, you just keep going. Bet. So I now have students who, A, has either immigrated to America and don't even speak a word of English, and I'm supposed to teach them algebra. And then I have, yeah, and I have students who count on hands and fingers and toes because they were never given the self-efficacy or the proper education to get them to where they need and i said education i didn't say school, school i said education right. okay that. so, so schooling we're, we're, and education we're getting there boom let's jump we're in. getting there so you know when i was getting students and i was having these students who were at such low grade levels and in three months would perform on their state testing and be at eighth and ninth grade math people were wondering what the hell you were doing. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not schooling them. I am educating, educating. them. Two okay. different things. So here's the difference. School is a building. Talk it's a me. building. Fools. Okay? You can go into school every single day and not learn a damn thing. Absolutely. Okay? Education is the concept of learning and learning something new. So you can sit at home every single day and still be educated. So let us educate you on this Truck Talk podcast. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Malcolm X educated himself in prison. Yep. Right? Absolutely. You know, and there's so many people who read books or people who have dropped out that are billionaires because they educate themselves. Yes. Yeah. Okay? So education is just the process of gaining knowledge on some particular thing that you really want to know. And now now that's just the knowledge piece. There's a whole nother level of education and implementing. Because let me tell you something, there's a lot of people who know a lot of things, yeah. but they don't have the skill sets to implement them. Okay. And that is where the disconnect is. So how what's your take on uh because of the, the difference between schooling and like education mm -hmm. and educating self, what is your take on like the route to college and like furthering like after the, the, the high school, the middle school and all that stuff? So I think that everyone Because and, and everyone's and, path And not to cut not to cut you, but right. the the reason why I ask it is because the first episode that I dropped on the on the podcast was right. with Justin uh, Farmer and he's somebody who 
um, is a dancer and an artist within mm -hmm. the community, but he left to California for, mm -hmm. for school. And we kind of touched on that and the the difference, because I didn't go to school for the arts. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I was like, ah, I'm not, I don't feel like it's But you required. educated yourself. But I educated myself okay. separately. So, yeah. I think everybody's path is different. And mm -hmm. if, if everybody was born to be a president, then we would have nothing no one would be doing anything else. Yeah, yeah. Right? So there <laughs> has to everywhere. be different roles, different paths, different passions, different things for different people. Mm. Now, my job as an educator, which should be, I think, everybody else's job, is to cultivate the skill sets that anyone needs to thrive in whatever the hell they want to do. Mm. And notice I use the word thrive, not mm -hmm, survive. Mm -hmm, thrive. Okay? Absolutely. Because ah. it's like we're talking about thriving, right? Yep. So um, for example, if you came to me, now understand that this, the America has a system, mm -hmm. right? And if you fall in line with their system, that just opens up doors for you, okay? Like automatic. If you fall in line with the system, it'll open up doors for you. So if you get your degree, you yep. have some doors open. If you get your master's degree, you'll have some more doors open. If you have your doctorate, you'll have some more doors. Because right. that is the system that has been built. Right. Now, not to say that there are people who don't go through the system and open up doors for themselves. Yeah, you break that system. Right. Yeah. But just understand that opening up doors for yourself comes at a great risk. risk absolutely. And it also comes with other different kinds of challenges. Mm. Okay? Because in America, when you have that piece of paper, you have proven yourself to the system. Hmm. Okay? So this is your ticket. This okay, is this is your ticket, right? Gotcha. You have proven yourself to the system. Now, mm. however, there are people that are so damn talented at what they do, and they have educated themselves so much on the knowledge and how to implement it yes. that you can't deny yes. their entrance. So let me let me <laughs> let me just touch on on some crunk shit real fast because uh, <laughs> that is exactly everything you just explained is exactly what I have been trying to do and format through uh, the East Imperial training program that mm -hmm. I have with, mm -hmm. with Crump is educating and implementing. Being right. able to say, this is what I've, during my education process, right. these are things that have worked. And during have, your journey. Have, yeah, during the journey, and it's it's proven to work. Right, So for you. For me. Now, I, what I, my goal was with the East Imperial training is to find students or find a community of people who were interested in educating themselves properly and not just like lost in the sauce and lost in the dramatics right. of crump and everything like that and trying to give a platform and a right. source of proper education within the movement and implementing the tools that have been given to us already right um aside from using my like professional uh experiences as well in entertainment um movies photography and modeling and all that stuff. Right. I've been trying to build like this community right. uh, in a sense so that way it's a, a thriving situation right. across the board. It's not just me having like these set of goals but educating people, having them implement certain tools that have worked and have been proven to work and then watching them build and and have their own goals to now start thriving right. through. So, so that, yeah, do you want me to tell you what I think the barrier will be for that? Go ahead. <laughs> so, the barrier will be self-efficacy. Mm. So you want me to break down what break I mean down. when I say? Go ahead. Okay, so self-efficacy is literally the concept of self-belief, right? So here's what happens. What do you do when, what happens when a hamster goes into a hamster wheel? 
it either usually runs crazy or it'll run for a second and fall. And fall. Okay. <laughs> so, but it's a pattern. They go in, they know that's what they're supposed to do. It's safety, right? Mm -hmm. So they feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to continue to do this and I'm safe, right? Yeah. So that hamster doesn't necessarily have the self-efficacy to do something different and believe ah. that they're going to come out of it so on, top. on top. On top. Okay? So you, hey. there are so many programs out there that you can build and put in place for people. It's like almost the concept of like teaching someone how to fish versus giving them fish. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you don't focus on even just the topic of holding the fishing rod correctly, or being able to use the fishing rod for a purpose, or even getting down to this, this has got to be the first thing you need to do, is yeah. to be like, dude, you can hold the fishing rod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, this, you, you, you know you can, can do this, right? Hold, right? Yeah, like, yes. hey, this is this right. yours. If you, you hold it. <laughs> and, and, and the problem that we have right now, especially black and brown folks, is that that entire step have, has been missed. Right. So if you compare mm. ourselves to, to, uh, white folks yeah. who have 400 years a head start than us, right? That's a lot. That's a lot. But if you take a look at their homes, if you do case studies on how their parents talk to them and how they build a confidence, Billy, speak your mind. Billy, how do you feel? Why? Billy, you can do this. Yeah. I know whatever. So when Very they good. leave the house, mm -hmm. they're already going to believe that they can take whatever challenge they can gotcha. and be okay with failing. But when you go into a black and brown household, mm -hmm. the majority of the conversation was like, do as I say, you better sit there. Yeah. Or, da, da, da. Yeah, do you yeah, get yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So therefore, oh, therefore that transfer trauma or what, 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 uh, you know, Resma is, he's a brilliant psychologist, wrote a book called, um, my grandmother's hands. And I highly suggest everyone to read it. Mm -hmm. Um, he really talks about this concept of retained trauma, right? Mm. So that your parents telling you to sit there and do as I say, or or you'll get in trouble, was retained trauma from the slave days of do what the master says, Said. or you're going to get in trouble. Yo, that's crazy. Okay, that's really crazy. That now that generational that trauma yeah. keeps getting transferred because that's how they stayed safe. So the way they loved you hmm. was to make sure you stayed safe. So how could you stay safe? Listen. By doing what, what I, I tell say. you yeah. to do. Listen to what I say and you okay? stay safe. Right. right? But that's not what the masters did back in the day with their kids though, right? And what do they do in their homes now? Billy, go do what you want. Follow your dreams. Be who you want to be. So when they go out there, it's a sense of belief. So when we go out here and we are trying to work with this group of people, the people of color, we cannot move them unless we really address the trauma and the transfer trauma that's there, that's stuck in the body. And that, you know what? And I, I wish we had Miho on this on this, on this uh, conversation. He was supposed hey, it's to. Hey, his loss. I said right. that, Miho's your loss. Yo, Miho, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to beat your ass when I get to Cali, bro. <laughs> I'm so mad you're not here because that that is the nail on the head. That's the nail on the head for Prune. Like, for, for the community that me and your husband, Johnny, are a part of and mm -hmm. have been a part of for, you know, 12, 13 oh, I plus see years. It. I see that's it. the primary issue is it's there's black and brown kids 
and from the hood, right. who've been growing up in the, the, the households, like you said, right. listen to me, I'm your dad, I'm your mom. But, but that's the way they love. I, I don't, I don't want right. to take that away from their love, right? Because yeah. that's how they knew how to love. That's what they were taught. Right. But not realizing in the same time but that those that are oppressive. oppressing, oppressing yeah. ways. It's oppressive. To the fact that they don't even, to this point, it's not a, it's not like in your psyche, it's not in their psyche that that's, that's a, and it a, won't an oppressing be, thing. Because yeah. you know why it won't be? Because no one talks about trauma the way they should talk about trauma. Right. And you cannot understand something unless you take a journey to educate yourself on it. Mm. So when have our parents or the generations before them actually had the time. Because the word trauma is actually something new. It's pretty new. Yeah, yeah, right? it is. It's, it's pretty new, right. Heavily and, more. And, well, heavily more, but right now it's also a fad word. Mm -hmm. And people don't really understand the impact of trauma, right? Because all of your behaviors, when you're angry, when you're upset, when you do something, that is triggered from some level of trauma that you have. Absolutely. Right? Agreed. And yes. But when you are doing that with your mates, with your siblings, with your kid, with your child, you're transferring your shit. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been picking up on this, Noble, because um, I just came back from California two weeks ago, and I uh, was reading this book that's been like getting me hella into it. But I started realizing that. And you can ask my wife, too, because it's like... Um, we went through our, our bullshit for a little bit, our little bullshit season. And you can continue because you're married. Yeah, it is. So it's right. You know, yeah. that's just, that's you just like, continue that's, to learn. Exa exactly. You but continue that's, to learn. And through that little process, I learned a whole hell of a lot. And I learned a lot of my traumas that were like being brought up, being triggered, doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. And then there's another book that I tapped into, which is sitting over there. It's uh, It didn't start with you. And it mm -hmm. has, it talks mm -hmm. literally all about the trauma and how that Dude, shit gets transferred love, down. You would love the one grandma's, my grandmother's hand. Grandma's hand. Yeah, I need to because that, yo, it's so crazy how that, like, that trauma shit, like, literally can just keep getting filtered and filtered through and filtered through and filtered through. If it's you transferred. don't catch it, and that's the thing, like, I came to to learn self. I started educating myself you're about trying myself. To break, you're I'm trying, trying to break, to break that. Yeah, because I'm cycle. like, whoa. You're trying to break the way cycle. I said this to Kayla, I'm like, let me think about that for five more seconds. Right. Oh shit! I should have probably thought about that before or, I spoke. Yeah. Or I should have probably. Or like, even ask yourself, why was I so angry? Yeah, and, like, and that's what it was. Wise. I would ask. I would. That's what I would do. I'd be like, hold on, I shouldn't have. Why did I just do that? Yeah. Oh, I know why. Because of X, Y, and Z. Why? Yeah, I've had that conversation. I had that conversation with my mom uh, on the way home from California because it was just me and her that went. And I did. Yeah, I saw all her pictures. Yeah, she was, she was loving it. <laughs> she, was she, she was soup. She was soup, right? In the jacuzzi, she was lit. Mom, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, she. Um, by the way, she loves you. She's like, oh my god, you're doing Johnny's wife. Oh, I love her. I was just on. Uh, page. She owes me a story. <laughs> yeah, she said read. she's gonna write me a story, and I'm gonna put it on my. Uh, yeah. Mom, you. Oh yeah, a story. she just told me that today. Yeah, because I told I, her. I, I need that today. story. I yeah. need that story, mom. Um, but no, like I, I told her. You know, because I, I did a lot of, like, asking, like, why do I do this? Why? Like, this is stupid. I shouldn't act like this. And it's not just because, and I hate when people say that, like, oh, it's just who I am. No, it's not just who you are. You well, can make those choices to change. You can make the choices to change, but it is who they are because your past actually makes up who you, your traumas actually make who you it, it are. It does. You're you right. Know? You're right. Your but, I, but, but there's also that, that there's room to well, change. There's it. always room to grow. Yeah. You should be growing until you die. Always. But you, but you also have to believe that you can grow like yeah. see it goes back to the efficacy the self-efficacy component right yes. 
if you if you come up to a space and you think this is it, then then that, it is that's it. it. Yeah, exactly. But if you come up to a space and say, "Oh my God, let me take a look. Let me see what can happen." Yeah. Then you're gonna take a look you're and gonna, see what can exactly. happen. So it's but here's the thing: with black and brown kids, those skill sets are not are not developed in yeah, us, right? It's and they're not, not encouraged. And it's a, it's a bitch to try to like. But pull it out sometimes because like, it's ah, never been encouraged. It's never been encouraged, right? It's actually been literally stamped into the core of us that we do not question elders, that we do not question authority. Is, that we it's yeah. it's been literally drilled into our heads right. to keep those things down and within to within. be safe. Yes. So that so I had the conversation with my mom on the way back, and I let her know some of the things that I felt. Not to blame it and say it was her fault, because again, it's through generations. No, you're communicating. But I was communicating. I said, hey, like, you know, these are things that I feel like that's why I am the way I am today, you know, but I'm realizing those things and I'm trying to change them now. Right. Also, another conversation, um, and this is an idea that I've been thinking about trying to do is like holding a men's group at least once a month for those type of issues specifically and building... uh, a community again of just straight men because there's a couple of like um, my homegirl Jenna has sister circle and stuff like that mm-hmm. where a bunch of girls mm-hmm. link up they yeah. read books they talk about trauma right. and stuff like that so, I want to do uh, this professional same. learning community yes I want to okay. do a professional learning community with just men to speak on traumas or like things right. that are self-oppressive you should because they never bring, get to that would be awesome but make sure that you bring in people who can help develop those skill sets Absolutely. because just yeah. because you provide a platform yes. doesn't necessarily mean you you're going to be able to do the work right yep. because the people that come to the platform need to be equipped with certain skill sets to be able to do that work with fidelity right, that's right. what is missing mm-hmm. you can have all these damn groups you can have all these strategies or all these whatever but if you don't work on building the capacity of each individual Visual. that comes yeah, to the yeah, space yeah. to be able boy, to yeah. do it then you're just gonna be you're, you're shooting. You're gonna at get frustrated. Place. Yeah, I'll get frustrated. It's a null and void situation. Yeah, I would definitely would love to start with so, people who would. But that's why I'm saying, yeah. DJ, you have all yeah. these ideas. You really need to start a nonprofit because this is what I'm talking about. Because with your nonprofit, you can then write grants. Yeah. A to pay your salary because this is the work that you're doing and this work is needed, mm-hmm. and then B to write grants to allow yourself to bring these professional people like you know myself like I. My company's right. called Two Pride, and right now, you know, I've been doing restorative restorative practices work through the lens of trauma in schools for quite some time. But I feel like the work needs to be in families because yeah. the kids are coming to the, the kids are coming to school and they're getting the safe space. Okay, fine, but then they go home and the trauma the trauma is reissued. You know, yeah, it's just continues, constant. right? Yeah. So I'm trying to push this work into families to be like family units but Mm -hmm. it costs money so if you Mm -hmm. did something like this you can literally write grants to be like okay i'm writing a grant where 20 families in my community can come and build their skill sets to support their child and when these 20 when they build their capacity guess what it's just a ripple effect yeah you start having a ripple effect right Mm -hmm. because now they're practicing right and then here's another thing that we really need to consider a lot of times we talk about these trainings, these things that people come to, and then we do these damn PowerPoints, right? Yeah. On the damn screens. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is information. That's great. How the hell do I implement it, right? Yeah, nobody so ever talks about implying, applying it. Yeah, right. It's always so, just like, here it is. And then there's also <laughs> real-time coaching, right? Because yeah. you can think you know how to implement it, and then you go do it, and you're like, damn, I didn't. I don't understand a damn thing. 
where am I going wrong? So there's the coaching component that needs to come in to be like, so like the program that I was saying, like to thrive, once the families come in and do these, um, you know, the restorative workshops and training yeah, and become, coaching, yeah. and become, you know, restorative practitioners. So they go and they practice. Like I would be able to go into the household and be like, okay, let's see what a conferencing looks like. Let me facilitate this. Uh, let me coach you. Let me see. Let me give you feedback real right. time where it's happening. So you're building the skill sets. You're not just giving information. Information. And, right, and, right, and right. people need to stop just giving information, yeah. right? Because that's the assumption that you learn just from listening yep absolutely and that's why and that's why I didn't want to like and that's why I'm waiting it, it, was, it was an idea I'm sitting on it I got a link with you clearly dude. so we can fine-tune some, I'm gonna some tell details, you something. it's never gonna be the right time dude it just you're no, just gonna I, have to go just I just gonna have go. to do it no the reason why but it, like I want to link with you to, to converse you're more educated with it I would want to roll something out like that like the right way I don't want to like go there's off no win, the right way but I don't want to I hate to win. tell you this I'm, I'm, you're not going off of him because based on what I'm hearing, mm -hmm. you have thought this out pretty in detail, DJ. Okay? What you need support with is maybe putting it in a professional package. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, the implementation. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah, and then better. you Much may better. then <laughs> may decide to hire me as your strategic coach. Boom. Because that I can do. Yes. But the, the point being is that the idea is there and it's actually pretty solid from what I'm hearing from you know, I've listened to a lot of strategic people. I've listened to a lot of people who write school policies. I, I, you have a very solid idea. Mm -hmm. And it is actually pretty um, put together. Mm -hmm. um, you just need to put it in a package where these funders are going to fund it. Pretty, pretty okay? damn much. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and that much, yeah. I can definitely support you on because I've been saying this to my husband for years mm -hmm. because he's talented and he loves children. And what he mm -hmm. can bring into it is his experience Yo, with the after school program and how to organize that seriously, stuff, right? Yeah. So, and I keep saying to him, I was like, babe, you have so many talented, like young black men around you, yes. which is a scarce, scarce. Mm -hmm you know, group of people in front of kids nowadays, yes. right? Scarce, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you need to move on this. You need to get with your friends and you need to do a nonprofit where you're paying yourself to go do the work that you love to do in your community, in community. and pay Absolutely. it forward. Hell yeah. And I keep saying it because he has the experience and the connects of running an after school programs and dealing with schools and dealing with children's and oh, yeah. actually organizing it to a point where it actually runs. So that's his experience. I'm the strategizer. You're the talent. Like you're legit the talent and you have all these ideas about how you want to go into the community. It's like, it's a whole package, right? Right here yeah and um absolutely We're and about to go yeah crazy, you just you just need somebody to help you put it together put it in together. a professional manner absolutely because once i have that part down like man my like i really and it's again for for guys because guys are always the ones it and it's worse it for, yeah, it for, for black men because even growing up when when you cry shut up stop being a bitch mm -hmm. oh stop crying Go there. Be quiet. Be quiet. Like everything, uh -huh. or you can't yeah. even you can't even tell your wife I love you in public because niggas be like, oh you a bitch, bro. Like damn, like I can't love my wife, bro. <laughs> like I can't yeah. show affection. Like you're that sensitive toward affection, but it, it has a lot to do with just like it's transfer. Trauma. It's transfer trauma. People don't know how to deal with emotions. They can't express themselves. Like so, it's okay to be lovable. So you do even know. If you're a big black guy. Well, yeah, like, sorry, it sorry, is. Man. It is. <laughs> Except for when 400 years ago, you could not do that because yeah. your girl or your wife was actually a baby maker for your slave masters. Yeah, white girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you would probably be killed right now. Right, okay. right. Um, you'd be hung, okay, for having, having a white wife. Facts. But, um, they would beat my ass. Right. But all of that is, is transfer trauma, right? Because you, like, even the gyne... Did you know the story about the guy who came up with the gynecology tool? And how mm -hmm. he actually came up with that? No, talk to me. So, I don't necessarily know his name because... I, I knew his name at one point, but when I found out the situation, I was so disgusted. I kind of like literally mentally blocked it out of my of my mm. head. But he were he was experimenting on slave females, like out of here. yes. And the reason why he said it is because black black these black people don't these slaves don't feel pain. So. <laughs> He was experimenting his tools <laughs> Why in the the gynecology, you know, yeah, the gynecology, yeah. the, the tools on on the slaves, on black female slaves, because he said they don't experience pain. So and so yeah. the tool that he created from that, after all of the dead bodies and experiments that he did, became one of the first gynecological tools. He went into history and everything, but no that one cl talks about which is that clamp, that clamp, 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 yeah. that clamp thingy. And then, uh, but no one talks about that part. Right? That's that's left out of our history books. Of and course, this is what I'm man. saying, like. From K to 12 education in the curriculum, I'm going to say this, and I don't really don't care, nope, but it is the master's up. narrative. It's the master's narrative. I have Absolutely. done so many, so many research on curriculum from so many districts that it is very clear that there is just certain information that is shared, mm -hmm. and that information heroically tells the story of a white man and leaves out every other race oh yeah um and that's why they they always say like that whole like oh live an american dream because it's it's that 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 plan of like do this 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 and this according to our plan and our like stru structure right basically. but you do know it's different levels though right because <laughs> if you're black and brown and you do this this and this you can only get this high oh yeah if yeah. you're white oh, yeah oh absolutely so and you know and i'm not look i have a lot of white co-conspirators out oh, there same, like that same. is yep. like that understands what I'm trying to say here, right? And that has been like, you know, pushing my back and being like, hey, small, we believe you, we got you, we know this is what you're, so there are people out there trying to change, but that's the reality of, of what we live in, what America is. Yeah. And um, isn't it, I, I find it uh, very crazy that like more recent in, you know, today's day and age, like it's more like blatantly out there. I know it's kind of always, it's well, always been there. why do you think there. that is? Shit. The highest position in the the nation does it. So right. Why would anybody else not so do it? Blatant, yo, it's crazy. Why would anybody else not do it? It just it, it just you know. Anyway, yeah. I, I I can literally <laughs> get into that, but yeah. I mean, and that's and that's my thing. So when I decided to go towards starting this charter school, and I know there's a whole thing about charter schools with you know charter schools were made to. Um, you know, for the rich people, charter schools were made to take money from the poor kids, and it, and I and I get it. But here's my thing: any tool can be used for good and evil. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. A I charter agree. school is a tool. Yep. What happens in that school is what matters. Yep. Okay. So if I'm trying to build a charter school with the community, not two, not four, with the, the yep. community, yep, yep, yep. with the kids with people for multilingual learners which mm -hmm. is the most underserved population in all of the nation right i hope you all um, heard that you know to service them in a way where it is respecting of culture 
Thank you. Um, and you know, and respecting of people's learning process, then I'm using the tool, the very tool that they used against us mm -hmm. to better us. To better us. And it's yeah. the, it's my whole argument around social capital because let me tell you something. When I first started this charter school, I um I I was consulted by this organization. I'm not gonna name names, mm -hmm. and the organization is known to um, work for a very, very high-profile funder, and um, and they help other, I guess, schools do high school differently. And we had to build, we had to build what we call our um, core values, right? I call those community profiles. They're my community profiles. I like that. And one of the community profiles that we had was social capital. My entire team, my team is made up of seven students, myself, and two other adults. So mm -hmm. we're, we're the, the the youth outweighs us, okay, right, right, at right. the table, and that's where it should be Absolutely. because no, who knows what works and doesn't work better than them? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're so in it. <laughs> right. So we decided that one of our community profiles was going to be social capital. So I wrote it up, put it all nice, professional like, yeah. put it on a document, <laughs> submitted it to the to this consulting team, and this is what they came back to me. We're not sure if people will understand what the word social capital means. I'm like, well, isn't that the point of what education Educa is? Uh, so I was like, okay, that's one. Wait, hold, oh, hold up. up. No, no, hold up, hold up. Wait, it gets better. Listen, what? it gets better. It gets better. And then someone says from their team goes, well, I just don't think that you should use a tool of the oppressor against the oppressor. So then I said, yo. So I got really quiet. And then I looked at the person and I said, then why do you read? Yo. Seriously, because reading is the number one oppressive tool used, like ever, to stop us from being educated. That's Do you know that reading yo. is like? So I said, then why yes. do you read? Why well, read to educate myself? To do what? So you can do this work, okay? Well, we want to build social capital, so we will have something to stand on. Yeah, we need to do this work. <laughs> yeah. like, just, you know, so contradicting, just, like, like yeah, so you sound I just, stupid. But that just comes to tell me, like, I was just sitting in spaces where people were saying things like they say they want to help people of color. They say they understand their needs. They say mm -hmm. they want to build high school differently because, you know, the kids deserve better. But it's adultism 24-7 in those spaces because yeah. they're sitting there thinking that they know best what is best for kids? Okay, you may know best for you because you went to school 40, 50 years ago and you may be That's correct, what, right. but things are different nowadays. Way different. Okay, the stressors are different. Social media is nothing like it used to be before. Yep. So the things that we need to consider and put into place may not be what you think it is. Yeah, you have to be willing and open for change. Like, they, they're, they're, I feel like they're like and so scared to like... Oh, no. I, I don't even know if it's oh scared. <laughs> I think it's more stubbornness, right? I think it's... I think it's also them and their own traumas of adults knowing more than children. Like in any culture, we have been kind of instilled to believe that our parents know it. They, they, they know things and we should listen to them. So it's the adultism, right? So a lot of them use their data, their experiences to say, because this is what happened to me, I know this is going to be best for this kid. Like our parents did. Mm -hmm. It's no malicious component right. on their part. Right, right, right. But it's very contradictory when you are saying that you want to work with the youth, but you don't listen to the youth. 
Right. Okay? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. you know what else is bullshit that I find? And I'm sorry I'm swearing on no. this, because I should not be. But anyway, um, yeah, you, can. you know what is <laughs> BS on it that I find? Yeah. Is that they are trying to incorporate youth voice, right? Every time you go to a school, we're like, we have student council, we have this, we have that. Anytime you go into an organization, we have student voice, our students sit at the table. Um, this goes back to my point before. Have you equipped the kids to sit at the table with Fidelity? Yeah, have you guys implemented? Have you equipped <laughs> the kids and took the time to equip them so they understand how much power they have when they're sitting at this table? table so they right. understand their responsibility they have when they sit at this table. Do you <laughs> equip the kids to know when they should be questioning adults when the adults are off? Base. Yeah, absolutely. Do, and having that, that confidence with amongst right. those people. And then do speak, you yeah, allow or have a norm in that space when when kids do that, you don't push back. Yep. Okay? So unless mm, those things are in mm, place, mm. then you have what I call fake student voice. Yeah. Okay? 100%. Fake. Y'all heard it best. Somali yeah. told you. You heard um, so, see, now you got me all... Got no, me all I like, love it. I love... This is good. Wired. You know you why? <laughs> it's that wine. It's that wine. You got me hot. That, it's the... um, It's it's needed. This is the conversation. I was dying to have this conversation on here because this isn't only for... It's not only... You're educating the shit out of me right now. I'm learning. It feels good because I know some stuff, but it's like the back and forth um, that you have to deal with, with the, the school... Let me tell you, for, for that, that's, a man, person who listen. looks like me, who knows what I know, or knows that's scary. as much as I know, um, is, I, I, I apparently intimidate people. Clearly. Um, and um, not because I want to, but if no, I'm... very confident I, and bold in the shit that you know. I just like. know that I have worked so hard to sit at that table. And I know what my responsibility is when I get to the table. Amen. And this is what I notice a lot. The people who go to these tables become these gatekeepers, mm. right? And, mm. then, and then you're kind of like, all right, in order for you to sit at this table for this many years, you have played this game. Mm -hmm. But have you played the game so much that you are the game? Whoa. So I, wow. you know... And wow. I'm not someone who is afraid to call that out. Hell no, you can't Because do. I will say to the person, and I may not say it at the table where there's other people there, but I will pull you aside and be like, hey, what you said is very triggering. Here's the reason why it was triggering to me. And what you said you may want to think about because here is the impact. Oh, well, that's not my intentions. Okay, great. I'm glad that you intended A, B, and C. But at the end of the day, you still need to consider your impact. Impact, Okay, right. because the work here is aligning your behavior so your intent and your impact aligns with each other. Boom. Because Come if on. you're not doing that, then you really need to consider or reconsider your behaviors. Right. Right? So I'm not afraid to call that out because, see, I... I'm a capacity builder. That's the thing that I do. I can go into a room and I can talk to somebody for three, four minutes and really identify Ooh. their areas of need. Yeah. Like, this is your strength and this <laughs> is where your you're resources. struggling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I You mean, are an educator, so that, well, that's like your... Before being an educator, I was in business and my job was to go into stores and identify why they weren't making a profit. So I was really quick at understanding systems and structures. I trained myself from a very young age to go into a space and watch 
people's behaviors and the things mm -hmm. that they do and look into systems and structures to see what is working, what isn't working, and then change those things so the stores could do well. Like, mm. I did that before I went to education. Okay. So when I went to education, that was, was natural. Easy. Yeah, it was very easy for you to right? kind of identify the, those right. in the Give me all the data. Yep. Let me talk to as many people as I possibly can. Now let me organize this data and I can tell you, identify exactly where, where your gaps are. Mm -hmm. And if you tell me what, where you want to be, I can even tell you strategically what you need to put in place. Hence what you just did to me 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I can't help myself. So, you know, yeah. um, and, 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 and that's just, it is very difficult for someone who looks like me. Man. But you are... But I won't back down. I just... Did not. Hell no. Yo, I, I love just... it. So, again, man, like, for those listening, um, y'all can already see, man, like... And again, I've known her, I've known Somali for quite a long time now at this point. As but long as I've known John, 10 years? Yeah, yeah about 10 years now. So, but it's crazy. We, I've never sat with you and talked like this, but goddamn, what the hell? Well, you know. <laughs> this is, this is really I bagged John for a reason, right? Yeah, you blew his mind with that education. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bagged him for a reason. No, and that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I love the fact that, that you're so passionate about all of those things. It's very important. So, Somali for governor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they're going to be another target on Right, they, right. Facts. <laughs> like, Sorry, I'm that. And I'm going to tell you. She's like, too powerful. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is, I've tried to be an administrator in the city of Providence many, many, many a times. Mm. And every single time, I get rejected. Yeah, you're too aggressive. <laughs> they can't deal with it. They can't deal with it. They're like, yeah. yo, she's too aggressive. But it ain't even that you're aggressive, yo. It's just that you know what you know, and you're like, yo. Like, no, I'm assertive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Better word. Assertive. assertive. Very assertive. Like, yo, this is, nah, we gotta, come on. Like, I mean, we're no, playing with people's is, lives. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we're playing with, with. So that goes to, that goes to uh, school, more into to schooling for the kids, uh, the younger ones. London. Yeah. Uh, my son. So six years old. Okay. Um, schools starting end of August. Yeah. Yo. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm like. We've decided to homeschool ours. Yeah. Uh, my mom told me today. She's like, I don't care what you and Kayla decide. He's being homeschooled. I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess he's getting homeschooled yeah. then. Yeah. Because uh, that's scary, man. Like. Um, well, now maybe him and Ari can go on adventure trips together and do some science. What grade is Ari in? Ari's first. First, first grade. Okay. He is too. So first grade. We're so, about to send um, him to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think we because the thing we were concerned <laughs> we'll with send him over the, your house. Well, the thing that we were concerned with homeschooling is the social, the social you know interactions, right? Yes. But if you think about what's happening right now, is there's not going to be really any social interaction in schools, right? Mm. And if it is, there's social interactions. There's social interactions with limitations. And what mm. I don't want to happen, and I said this when I you know interviewed for a school district the other day, was that um. You know, what I don't want to see, because they asked me, what do you what do you want to see in a classroom? As let me tell you something. What I don't want to see is I don't want to see our kids being punitively penalized for doing what's humanly natural. Natural, yeah, 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 exactly. Like getting so, snapped at because you, know, you didn't put your mask on or something right. foolish like that. Right, yeah. snapped, suspended, yeah. um, harmed, triggered. Um, mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like I know for a fact that 90% of staff in schools are not trained on how to de-escalate a conflict yeah okay yeah they're, they're not okay yeah. because you know why 
the thing is though, in, in all fairness, if we really want to talk about teachers, I'm, I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to be real fair. Mm -hmm. The expectations that are put on teachers is unrealistic. All right. We're not only the educators, the, the content teachers, we're the social emotional support person, yep. we're the parent, we're, we're, the, we're, the, we're the human shield if there was an active shooter, right? Yep. We're, we're cops, we're, we're social workers, we're yep. all of these things, right? Behavioral, and then, like and, anger management. Right, and then in addition <laughs> to all of those things, we have to make sure our kids meet these academic milestones, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do when you have two kids who are having a meltdown, you don't have the support in the classroom and you still have to move the other 20 kids forward academically. Right. You're stuck. You're like, okay, well, what do I do? Now, there are, luckily there are a few teachers who are like me, mm -hmm. who have built a culture in the classroom where the kids support each other. Right, and it's right, literally right. like, hey, I think such and such is having such a, a difficult moment right now. And you know, my kid, my students will be like, all right, miss, I know you, I know you're going to have to teach this uh, to the rest of us or facilitate this. I'll catch up when I come back. I'm going to go check on her. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Go check on her. I'll be right out there once I finish doing these things. So yeah. it's, it's when you use the strength of your community to move the room. But the yes, thing is, man. but Ugh. teachers are not trained to do that. Yeah. When you go to school to teach, they do not cover a course on um, classroom culture building. So bring your asses to Two Thrive and learn something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's... So hey, you're better prepared well, I do. I do workshops around that stuff. But, but the whole point is to build a community in your classroom where the trust is there. So when someone is not having a good moment, like my kids would come in and be like, Miss, I had a horrible night last night. I'm going to need five minutes before I can really get into something. Great. Take your time. Yeah. Do your thing. I'll yeah. be right back. Let so me go figure this out. I'm going to I'm gonna give a huge shout out to the Met High School mm -hmm. in Providence. Because I will say I did have, don't even look like that. Um, I was an I'm advisor only, there. I, where? Yes. What, what I was in justice. What year? I graduated my kids in 2008. Oh, you Antonio were there when I was there. Oma. Yeah, I know. Oh, yes. oh shit. Okay. Well, my I, was over there. I was over there in Liberty. Ryan, they were <laughs> my kids. Um, but no, I want to shout out more so my advisor that I had because okay. he worked that same way where we had that same atmosphere in right. our, our right. advisory. Like, but he was, was allowed to because yeah. the Met, the Met, I will give the Met. The Met was really, really exceptional with the social emotional learning. Yeah. But I will say that there were some things that oh, could have improved. Yeah. But th that's any school system, right? Absolutely. So, um, but I think that if people took the concept, and the reason why that was able to happen is because you had one advisor for four years. Yep. Right? Uh, how no, many? I had him two and a half. He left us. But still, two and a half years, two. right? Yeah. <laughs> but but how many how many kids in a regular high school? I mean, you go through six teachers six, a day. Every, yeah, all right? day, every day. Yeah. And, then, and then me as a teacher gets 100 students a day. Right, but it didn't matter though because I was just like, y'all mine, mm -hmm. y'all mine, your mind, your mind. Yeah. And then um, I had kids who would cut gym to take my class twice a day. Yeah. I taught math. Oh wow! <laughs> I hate math. So, yo. <laughs> I, no, you hated the way math was taught. I do. Don't say you hate math because Absolutely. you like money and you like counting and you I like do. accounting. I like algebra. I like algebra. Banks, I like and, you algebra. Like and you like That's the only Do you problem solve? All the all day every day. Okay, so you do algebra. Right now, we're yeah. doing calculus and algebra. You know how? Nope. Tell, me. tell you how. You're taking in information that I'm giving. Yep. You're making sense of it, 
and then you spit out and organize so it's a sentence based on a formula. Calculus. <laughs> I'm on calculus too, y'all. So catch up. <laughs> and and the, no, the, the cool. sad part about it is, is that people don't, don't teach math that way. They don't because that's what it is, and I've that's the reason that why way. my students. Like I taught trigonometry and using a sniper. Yo, but that's hard. That's hard. No, <laughs> that's but crazy. we were using a sniper. Like yeah. literally, like if you were like if the if you their target was here. And this is the wind structure, and da 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 da. And you went that like, where would you have right? Sense. And then like, perfect one, sense. And then I was teaching parabolas using the game Battleship. Like my the challenge for my kids every single day was if they could come and create a parabola formula that would sink my ship, the bomb that would mm. sink my ship, they would automatically get an A for that assignment for the day. But yo, do you understand like that concept? Yo, just that little bit. Like, why is school not like that? Like, I don't understand. And then, like, they just lie all day. Like, a regular school, your regular classes, you're just being lied to all day. Like you said, the master so plan. I don't, I don't know if you're being lied to like by the teacher. Crazy. Because you got to understand no, that the teacher the went. Yes. Yes. The structure, for yes, sure. Yes. I'm because like, the teacher oh went through God. the same system you went through, yeah, right? right? So yeah, you don't know 100%. what the teacher um, is able to Yeah, she's being told to, right? you need to do exactly, X, Y, and Z. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. You're you even might be being told that you need to do X, Y, Z, but you're like, ah, yeah, you're like, nope. <laughs> and you know why? But you know why that it didn't? It, they didn't stop me is because my data, literally three months, kids that I had who never passed a math class with me in three months, and this is algebra, geometry, algebra two, they would be performing at ninth, tenth grade level by December. Stupid. I'd get them in September. That's crazy. And by December, and you know why? Do... Because you're doing it in a unique way that keeps them engaged. Well, it's relevant. Yeah, it's because... relevant, unique, it's engaging. Right. Like... Let, me, let me tell you, like, I'll tell you one story. Um, I had a kid who walked into the classroom, right? Didn't have a pencil, right? <laughs> but hold up. He whipped up his new iPhone and had the brand new sneakers that I knew he got up on Saturday morning to go get that day, that yeah, week, right? Because you knew the drop. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so then I said to him, I was like, like, all right. I was like, why don't you have a pencil? He's like, because I, I, I don't have one. I, I, didn't. I was like, so you cannot invest in a pencil, but you invested in your sneakers. And he was like, yeah, miss, I, I got a little fly. I was like, all right. Mm. So then I decided that day, I stopped whatever the hell my lesson was. And I said, look, we're going to do an experiment. I'm like, half of, your, half of the class is going to invest in stocks hmm. and the other half of the class is going to go out and purchase these whatever stock options are right like they're gonna go so if you're doing nike stock then the other class can go and spend money on whatever sneakers they want that is nike but you guys have to invest in stock and i'm like we're going to project and this is algebra right this is we're tight. using linear linear equations right now right linear equations right so i was like in the last five years, we need to look at the average trend of how much the Nike stock has gone up. That's the slope, okay? That's right. the slope. That's average the slope. trend. Every single year, you know, the change in the stock. That's the slope. So, and I'm like, based on that, I want you to put everybody in this class now has $20,000. You're going to go, go invest and you're going to go spend. Everybody has $20,000, right? <laughs> so, then I was like, now... That's what you're going to do. We're going to do that. You're going to invest. You're going to project every single day. We're going to look at the stock market. We're going to do an average trend. You're going to figure it out. So by the end of this semester, right, people's profile was coming up. 
kids were buying sneakers, had all these pairs of sneakers, they created, they took photos, they had a binder of all the sneakers they bought, how much mm. money they spent. These kids had like, um, you know, slopes, uh, graphs, projecting. They were like, this is my, this is now what I have in the bank. This is how much I have. Mm. So, and I was like, and at the end, y'all have to debate your net worth. Wow. What is your net worth? Who has more of a net worth? Yeah. And that was the debate. That's so fire. They like, they literally brought in and like, you know, the the kids were like, well, I can resell this. So my net worth is blah, 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 blah. Right. And I was like, okay, so when, when do you plan on selling those? Mm. Right. I was like, okay, so now you have to recalculate your net worth on when you plan on selling it. Right. You have this stock. Yo, you dogging them boys. You dogging them boys. So by the end of the, by the end of the, the semester, all the kids was like, Man, I should have invested my money. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. Learn something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, should have. And so now I have, you know, I have kids who are out there who send me their uh, stock portfolios that I still talk to. And this was like 10 years ago. And they're like, Miss Bragg, did you check out the Tesla when it was down to 300? Like, look at it now. It's 1500. I that's got awesome, this. Like, yo. you know, that's so. That's um, so dope. But that's, but that's, that's math. Yeah. Yeah. But it, and it's also like without you even like. If anybody didn't realize, like that is building like so much more. That's not it even is. just math. It is. That's I life. Know. That's like efficacy. That, is yeah, everything. like come on, man. It's everything. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That's how you build your tribe. Like your tribe. Th- as much as you love to dance, like your your whole thing would have been choreography, but I would have built physics into your stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Like Absolutely. you would have had so much calculus and physics in your calculations and <laughs> move, and because the calculus goes into the rhythm of the music. Mm, okay, mm. so all of those, yep. those are functions. Algorithms. Yo, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna ask you to uh-huh. still challenge me on that, because you know why? I feel like that will kind of, you know, get the gears moving in just a new, unique kind of way. Of course. Uh, that might actually help me format some new curriculum for teaching. That, I that, so, I, hey, yeah, I, I got we, you. Uh, I'm so. gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hit you for sure, so we can. I want to. I want to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, and we did geometry around riots. Okay. We did a historical study of riots and and the you know uh, square uh, the area the yeah. radius area of where riots happen, yeah. and then they had to take all of that data and compare it to Rhode Island, and then determine. If there was a riot that was going to happen in Rhode Island, where would it happen? And you know, the kids actually, yeah. So the kids actually came up with, well, miss, based on the socioeconomic components, socioeconomic, this this is ninth graders, right? Yeah. Based on the socioeconomic of certain areas in Providence, we think it's going to hit the West End. Here's the reason why we think it's going to hit the West End. I was like, all right, what data do you have to prove that? And they're like, well, according to all where the riots hits here, there are like four liquor stores to every one mile. So if you compare that to what is happening in Rhode Island, you will notice that the income for the area of the household income is such and such. And they were like literally building Come in on, the social man. structures but that's of a how community. I feel school, that's how I feel school should be. It needs to be real life like oriented. Yeah. It has to be so, relevant. And, but let me tell be... you something. So therefore, there were students that were acing other math teacher classes and they would come and do one little tiny like project thing in my class, they wouldn't be able to do it. They wouldn't be able to do it. They would not and be that's, able but to that's do what it. I'm saying. So you're learning you're learning in a regular school 
you're learning math. Steps. steps. You're not learning. You're learning steps, you're but you're not learning to implement and apply. You're yeah. memorizing. That's you're all not, it is. You're, you're not, not implementing or applying whatsoever. You're memorizing. That's and I'm not going to say every because there's a lot of great teachers out there who are moving their education towards the implementation component of it yeah. and making it more relevant. There are. It's, there is a huge move that is happening. But let me tell you, I definitely felt alone. Well, oh, I yeah. was doing it. I'm sure. I'm I sure because you've alone. been doing this now over 10 years right. the same way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, welcome, I, guys. Thanks for catching up. Yeah, so I, I, I <laughs> like, felt alone. But but when you have kids, like, and my the kids that would be in my class who would be like breaking a C would go into another person's class and ace everything the other person could, could give them. They're like, Miss, this is, they're just doing formulas. Yeah. Like, but they don't know how to use the formula. They just mm. repeat it. And I was just like, okay. I was like, but I was like, you can you can transfer out and get an A in that class if that's what you. They're like, nah, I'm not learning nothing over there. Like, no, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm happy with my yeah, C. Yeah. That means I know what You're is being going challenged on, at right? least, you know. So yeah. yeah, and it's funny because I'll run into some of my math students at the mall like randomly, mm -hmm. right? And they're like. You know, your class was the only class I ever learned anything from in high school, and I was just like, "Oh man!" Oh man! Can you guys write that? <laughs> I need, <laughs> I, I need like, all the support. Oh, man. I was just like, so, what's your take on history? Because that part, uh, I hate, I hate it a lot. History? History that's taught in school. I, first of all, I think the way anything is taught in school needs to be reconsidered because Agreed. it shouldn't be about information sharing it literally should be about curiosity and inquiring wow like i literally should be coming into a classroom and Some literally words. be like and just ask a question so why do you think america interfered in the vietnam war so on that note she just <laughs> dogged the entire school like everything because that is exactly how school should fucking right. be so, like right. without a doubt well that's the school i was building university high school that's what we were doing that's that's what we were doing we were building Boy, everything on an increased based learning kind of concept so i should be able to go into that and what my job is that day is to help you facilitate and build the skill sets you need to investigate that question i'm over it i'm over it um if y'all ain't implementing this type of style of learning like i don't know yo i don't i don't trust school i, I don't I so just, and that's why we were teetering tottering back forth like homeschool no homeschool no homeschool well, no. I, I was, yeah this shit just confirmed well, that's going to be well that's going to be the curriculum that because john and i are going to start looking at some some homeschool curriculum and my thing and i say this to john all the time it's like yo like we need to ask questions and allow her to go and discover what answers are out there that could be solutions to this question. Because mm -hmm. there's never just one solution, right? Yep. And there's always multiple perspectives. So when I say to you, well, why did, when I come into the class and say, well, why do you think America intervened in the Vietnam War, right? There's a plethora of information out there that oh, you absolutely. can find, right? So your goal for that for that day or that week or that whatever is so okay i need an argumentative paper on why you think america intervened with the vietnam war and then we can even mm -hmm. take it even further to be like what do you think it was humane why or why not right right so now we're building more than just content information from the past we're also building into the humanity uh, humanitarian component of our thought process and our critical thinking on whether or not that was a good move Right. Whether not, yeah. in terms of humanity, right? Mm -hmm. Like for you. And then we're really diving into where you stand as a person and your morals and your beliefs. And, and it's not me to sit here and determine whether you're right right or wrong. Right. What I'm there to determine is whether your writing skills can, can communicate 
right. what you're trying to say, say to me. Exactly. Whether yeah. you have yeah, yeah, yeah. your writing skills was able to convince me of your point of view. Whether uh, you have evidence in there so to good. support your point of view, right? Mm. And whether or not you allowed yourself enough um, investigation or resources to come to a point of view, mm. right? My challenge is to say, hey, you really just looked at one perspective. Why don't you take a look at these this other perspectives and right. come back? Right. What do you think? Jesus, man. If you could just... Let me just redo my high school years real quick. <laughs> Let me just do a couple years real quick. Um, wow, you just blew my mind, but I appreciate every piece of that. Um, let me ask you something else. Let me, for just the state of Rhode Island, where do you see us going? Based on your understanding of the education field and like, having that background and having that experience and knowing people you know and sitting at the tables that you've sat at, had discussions that you've had, like where, like, do you see anything like majorly changing? What do you think is forthcoming? Like, So I think a lot of people want change, but I think the people who are there to make change don't necessarily fully understand the big picture of what it takes to make that change. So when you really want to focus on change, there's two components that you really need to consider. Adaptive change and technical changes, okay? Adaptive changes has to do with people's behaviors, their mindset, their thought process, how they behave, what they believe, their moral state, right? And then the technical changes has to do with the systems and structures, okay? So you have people, and this is historical, that will come in and they'll change the people, right? Right. But they don't change the system. So the people that you put into a system that was built to produce a certain thing is going to still produce that same thing, right. regardless of who you put into the system, right? Mm -hmm. So if you really want to make change, you pretty much have to halt the whole damn thing. Right. Like you have to literally be like, let's really assess who we have, where they are, what they're doing, and whether they're good. And who is this? And then, and then even go further back into determining who is doing the assessment. Right, because if you still have the same old people in the same old positions who have done this work for 20 years the same old way, right. vetting vetting people to come into your system, who do you think they're gonna vet? They're gonna vet the person that's similar to who they are, right? right? Exactly. So like, okay. but that's a system component, right? Like right. that's a system. Like if you really are trying to hire. <clears throat> new folks that are doing well especially in providence right because that's the takeover and so on and so forth and and folks that that you know that have the tenacity to push this work through you can't want safety right right because yeah, risk factor right there's a risk factor because what you want to change right now in the school systems has to do with adaptive changes changing of people behaviors and patterns so you need to bring people in in the organization that has the strength, tenacity, and the resiliency to go head up against these people who don't want to change. Right. But if you keep bringing people that's going to fall in line because right. you don't want to create anger, anger or chaos or, chaos or, or whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah. then you're going to have the same result. Yeah. Because if you really want change, there has to be a level of chaos. In the process. In the process, right. And it's because part of the that's process. all and then and change cannot happen without uncomfortability. 
Yes. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. So you can't bring someone in to make change and think everybody is going to be comfortable. Yep. You're delusional if you think that's, that is the case. Absolutely. Okay? Because change doesn't come unless people are uncomfortable. Yep. So you have to be okay with that. And you have to bring people that's going to make people uncomfortable because you're literally up there in the news saying every day that change has to happen. We need to do better. We need to do this. But then all of that comes at a cost. Right. Then, then when you pull up, <laughs> when you pull up and, and give your, your spiel, they're looking at you like, ah, uh, well... Maybe next time. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, wow. Yeah. That, so it, I mean, that's kind of upsetting. It's reality, it's, though, yeah, right? It's, it's like it's like that's they they, sure. they weren't comfortable. They want to bring people in and make everyone comfortable. Okay. Well, then don't say you want change. Yeah, y'all gotta stop preaching that we want change. We want change. We want then just change. know that there's a lot of uncomfortability that comes with change, and it, it and it's not going to be clean. Is going to be very messy. That is the process of change. When you when you change your house around, just think about the furniture in your house. Mm-hmm. Does it change looking neat the whole time, or does some there are some chaos because you're moving things around left and right so you yeah. can put the right things in the right place because you're re-strategizing, you're grouping things. There's mess. Yeah. There's going to be mess, and I think that that is the missing link right now. In, in many school districts, not just Providence, is that they want to talk about change, but they don't want the mess. And then there's this other concept of they, that, that they people are now talking about that they want to bring people of color. So, so, you know, so the staff represents the body in which they serve, right? Okay, here's the thing. You can bring as many people of color you want into a space, yeah. but if you do not address the systems and structures that oppress these people. There's nothing's they, gonna they, change. They're not. Nothing they're not gonna, gonna stay. Man, you're just doing that just to please. They're a not people. going to stay. Yeah. Okay. And then in addition to that, oh, so you want to talk about change and make change, but you don't address the the freaking harm that you did that you inflicted on people of color in that space. Right. You don't ever want to talk about the harm that that you have created because of your system, because of your decisions, and now there's a lack of trust. Right. Like you cannot sit here and say we want to retain people of color and not talk about trauma. You just can't. Agreed, because you're just trying to skip all the, the all the, the the mess. The mess. Yeah, you're trying to skip it. You're just like, ah, still black people in there. They'll be alright because <laughs> they all relate. Without like, without addressing the system. Yeah, like right. Well, you're you're throwing you... people in there and not addressing the system. Yeah. So, but what do I know? You know, I, I'm not the commissioner. I'm not the superintendent. I, you know, Which I, is I can crazy, barely. But that makes me I can so barely angry. get that a makes... principal position. So right. in, in the district. So and I, see, that's wild though. That's that's the type of shit that be having me look hella sideways at at like government in general not just Rhode Island but the government and stuff like that or, or like school districts and, and things like that because it's like yo you have people within the communities who are very educated and who can clearly make good changes or changes that are going to build people enough you know what I'm saying and like progress communities and things like that and then they're always dubbing it I'm like so tired of that shit it's it's that's and, like and, super and you know what though but, and they do it with a very um systematic way because there's always a reason right there's always a reason oh well you know uh, yeah, such and such happened or such and such happened whatever the reason may be it's like yo. that's crazy you know, and, 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 that, and that's the thing like it's like it's exhausting it, that's what I'm saying it's and for exhausting. you you got hella patience so shout out to you because I would it's, have had to burn some 
city hall down. I would have had something, bro. Because that, that shit's crazy. That's another. That was enough. So Rhode Island, if anybody who is very important listening to this right now, it's I need y'all to stop being so goddamn stubborn and ignorant, yo. This is coming from somebody who has been oppressed by y'all goddamn system. This is coming from somebody that lives in the hood who's never left it. <laughs> so yeah, if you listening, then y'all y'all need to stop, yo. Stop. And you know real. the sad part about it That's is crazy. that I. I have so much trauma from Providence that I don't think that I would ever want a position there. Good. Ever. Good. Again. You're too good to be over here. And I think it's <laughs> so, and it's it's a shame, shit. right? Because they don't deserve because it until they act the right. kids the kids deserve. Me. They absolutely the do. Families That's deserve. Me, okay, like you know, and it's sad because these gatekeepers, because that's yeah, what they are, the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers right, are now keeping someone who can move because i know i can move the school mm -hmm. like i mm -hmm. i you know and even just the concept of like you know educating and not schooling my kids like right it's like and and even just talking about yo like we're feeding the kids the master's narrative we're feeding people masters and this is the and you wonder why there's such a divide in this country yeah. because people are approaching these conversations with wrong information. Yes. And, and and you wonder why, like, you know, of course there's going to be a bunch of people who don't think, you know, black people has ever suffered because they never learned it in school. Yeah, 100%. You know, and then... And, oh, like, oh, my God. You know, and then, of course, people Shit. are going to, like, we won't even talk about the villainizing of black and brown people, right? Historically, through the media, um through the books, right? Like even like, um, just even the conversations, I remember this, my daughter, who's now 17, she was five years old, she was in her kindergarten class, and this was a actual, it was a school in Cranston. And she came to me one day, she came and she said, mom, you know what, um, we're gonna have Thanksgiving dinner, um, I mean Thanksgiving dinner at school tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay, well, are you gonna be an Indian? She's like, no, I'm gonna be a pilgrim. And I was like, well, why do you wanna be a pilgrim? Um, because the pilgrims saved the Indians, and the Indians, you know, are like savages. That's what my teacher taught me. And I was just like, um, excuse me? Whoa, see, that shit is so, crazy. What did, so what did Somali do? <laughs> Somali said, all right, babe, mom's doing another curriculum at home. We're going to start reading all of these other things. Yeah. So she read at a very young age. She read at like three. Yeah. So we were reading books and we were reading these things about like Native Americans and how, how they were here first and how all of these things, right? So the funny thing is, three weeks later, I walk her into school and I hear her challenge her teacher. She goes, she goes, Miss, why did you teach us that Native Americans were saved by the pilgrims when Native Americans actually saved the pilgrims? I bet you that teacher was looking at her. Yeah, like, she did. Oh my gosh. And she did. And then she looked at me. And I was like, I'm sorry. I actually allow my daughter to look at other vantage points except for yeah. just one. And then, um, and that was the last time that teacher ever talked to me. But that was okay, because two months later she left that class. But mm -hmm. anyway, but Good. the point wow, being, wow. if that's how early it starts, it right? It starts, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, so, so I kind of like, I guess it's it's beneficial for us to be forced to do the homeschooling thing uh, in a sense because it's funny that you say that because i think i think 2020 um has opened up a lot of people's eyes yeah and i time. think 2020 has made 
a bunch of us realize how expendable we are mm -hmm. to the system. Mm -hmm. And I think 2020 has also made us understand the importance of love. Uh, right? Yes. No, you're, you're From nailing loving oneself, loving others. Others. Uh, right? And, and, and I think that we're taking a look at that concept of love with a different vantage point now because it's life or death. Right. Right? So, <laughs> so, um, so I think that to me, 2020 is a purge year. It's a purge year. It and it's unfortunate because, yes, I'm terrified all these deaths. And even just the things that America, we're like we're literally debating about whether this is valid or not. And yeah. and when when and my thing is is like in the midst of the debate, why can't we just take the damn precautions that we need to take? To take right. Just in just, case. Just in case it comes out that you know, it is actually Israel. You know. Right, so right. um and 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 for that to be said, and it's just there's just hypocritical things that you notice like. Like Trump's son's school is doing remote learning, mm. but he's pushing the fact that everybody should go to school 100%, mm. you know, open doors, so on and so forth. Right, contradicting. It, it's just, it's, there's just a lot of contradicting information that, that keeps yeah. coming out, right? Yeah. And, but the divide in terms of the rich and the poor is so much more obvious now, and mm -hmm. then the divide of hatred. Mm -hmm. Is so much more obvious now. It's strong as hell. And to me, I feel like if we continue to hate each other, we're just going to destroy each other in both directions. We're just going to destroy okay. each other. An eye for an eye means that we're both going to be blind. Yep. Okay? We're, we're going to end up being blind. It's not going to help each other, right? Yes. So my thing. My thing is literally like not schooling, but education. We really need to teach the skill sets of curiosity and asking more questions and not just accepting what's in front of us. Yeah. Like if you see something and it doesn't sit well with you, sit well with you, <laughs> yeah. go in and investigate. Investigate it, absolutely. Find out. But another tool that we need to also teach is how do you do accurate investigation? And how do you discern data? Because let me tell you something. There's a there's people cherry pick data, right? The left, the right, the middle, the whatever. Right, right, Come right. up with whatever data that suits their Opinion, propaganda okay. yeah, or whatever, exactly, right? Exactly. So yeah. you have to be educated enough in mathematics, mm. in numbers, Problem the language yeah. of math, which is just numbers. But it is a language. It's it's problem solving. It's critical thinking. It's all of those things, right? To be able to look at numbers and say, okay, here is the facts, and here are the data that I was able to retrieve. Let's discern this data and see what this person used, and whether that person used it holistically, the mm -hmm. data, or just used bits and pieces of it. And if they didn't use bits and pieces of it, why? Right. Why? What's Start the asking the why. What's the right? agenda? Right. And then, okay. Now, if you find out what the agenda is, then continue to ask why. Well, why the hell is this the agenda? Okay. Right. Once you find out that answer, well, why the hell is this? You just keep going, asking right? Why. Until you get enough information in front of you to be like, you know what? I looked at this. I looked at this. I looked at this. You know what? This is what makes sense to me the most at this point of time. Right. Not forever. Yeah. At this point of time. 
okay? You are making an assessment. Nothing is final until you're dead. And even then, <laughs> you're, it's not final. Right. Because your soul, which I believe, is pondering around the universe yep. trying to figure something else out. Yep. But Agreed. the point <laughs> being is that we need to stop making conclusions with each other. We need to start making assessments and allow our soul to continue to gather new information and new data and reassess, reassess. as we continue to go. Amen. Wow. Like, we, we have to really, like, what we do is we make conclusions, we make judgments, we say these things, and then everybody's angry, people yeah. want to fight, somebody's yeah. threatening death. Like, right. there's just so many things that's happening. And it's like, yo, there's more information coming. Yep, absolutely. So this is actually um, kind of, I think, kind of how we even were like, yo, let's sit and talk. Because I think I had like shared something and you had checked me on it. And you were like, yo, one, the article's old. Two, make sure that the information, the data, the data in there is like correct and blah, blah, blah. And I, but like, she's, you know what I mean? That's my, one of my really good friend's wife. I'm not going to be like, shut up, lady. Wow, you don't know that. First off, <clears throat> my boy's wife educator and i have hella respect so like when you went crazy i was just like cool now i'm just take the post down and go reassess myself <laughs> but uh but no it was it was i think that's originally how we were like yo let's link and kind of like talk about well i only said it too. because i try to so, stay away from facebook debates because man. especially with people that i don't know and because but, like all it is is a bunch of fucking shares and, and that's like people's dead end like nope this is i'm sharing it uh this is what i believe this is what it is that's right. it yeah, so like, okay, yeah. so, but I, it's only because it was you. Yeah. I was like, okay, I, and I, and I yeah. remember I remember writing something and I got up, I was like, yo, I got to talk to DJ. Like, I literally <laughs> said that to my husband, like, yo, I got to talk to DJ. Yeah. But it's only, and, and I only do it with people that I find, A, is open to having a conversation, and yeah. B, um, wouldn't take it the wrong way, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. like, I mean, there's this thing with, you know, this person who, who uh, cultured, who violated the Asian culture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i seen that. So, and and the whole thing about the death threats and the apology and, and, and things like, you know, my husband keeps me abreast yeah. of, like, some of these things. And, um, and, and because, and then on top of that, it's the Asian culture, right? So it's, like, it's personal to me in, in, right. in, in, at some level, right? Because yeah. I feel like, here's the problem. Us Asians look like we're doing so well in this country, but we're not. Okay, mm. the Japanese and the Chinese are. Mm. They came here 300 mm. years before Southeast Asians. Southeast Asians literally came here in the 80s. We've been we've been here for five minutes. Yeah, I was about to say, damn, y'all just got here. Literally, <laughs> literally just got here for five minutes, right? Yeah. And we live in poverty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Our communities are, you know, struggle with violence, struggle with, um, you know, uh, resources, struggle with trauma, like. I mean, we, we survived a genocide, right. okay? Do, do you know how much trauma my parents have? And, and has there been any infiltration of supports and resources into my community? So when you mm. look at these Asian numbers, they're lumping us with, with Japanese and Chinese who's yeah, been here forever, right? So they had a head start. Of course their grades look great. Of course they were able to build resources. Yeah. They've been building it for generations. Yeah. What do we got, right? So now we're neglected. We're like almost invisible, right? So, and then we're now finally starting to build our social capital. We have our temples, we have our stores, right. we have our community. We're just starting. And it's pretty impressive thinking about us building this level of social capital when we've literally been here in the 80s. 
Right. Right. And, it's just and, and, right. Like, yeah. and then here you go with Southeast Asian who's ran a school and also designed a whole charter school. Right. Southeast Asian sitting at the table. You yeah. know what I'm saying? A couple yeah. of degrees here and Shout there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and literally, we got here yeah. in the 80s, right? So we're doing our thing. You know, my sister, she's the, she's the executive director, founder of Arise, of which oh, is. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Shout so, out to the sister. Yep. Shonda. Um, and um, she again we we both my brother has you know a metro chain of stores yes he does yeah so you know and it's like and this is one family and again we got mm -hmm. here in the 80s right mm -hmm. so we are doing what we can do to change our circumstance so please do not <clears throat> lump us all together and be like the welfare people because yeah yeah, we, yeah 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 and this is the biggest debate nowadays about immigration right because look we sought asylum from being murdered in our mm -hmm. own country okay to come right. to america it wasn't because we wanted to come over here and steal people's jobs. Right. We were trying to live, <laughs> live and, and stay forward. alive. Yeah. My parents lost four kids. To that genocide. Three brothers and one sister from the genocides. Okay? Jeez. So, you know, I was what they called the hope child. I was supposed to die like six, seven times in the whole process of escaping the, you know, running to hiding and, and escaping in the jungle. Um, That's insane. So, you know, so... This is for people who may not understand why, you know, seeking asylum is so important for those people who are trying to run from these places. It's not by choice, honey. Yeah. You know? And 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 if it was choice, it was a choice we had to make. You know what I mean? Right. So yep. um so with that being said, we came here and my parents refused to go on welfare. Refused. My mom took a job making $2 an hour. My father took a job making $3 an hour. He worked his way up, got sent to school to go be a little a mechanical engineer yeah. um, through, the, through his, his job. And he provided for us. Mm -hmm. And he taught us. He said, you know, education, like I said, education is the one thing they can't education take away from you. Yeah. So go do it the way that you can. Because, you know, Stephen, Steve, my brother Stephen didn't finish, you know, college either. But... He owns a chain of, he educated himself on yep. the concept of business and he went for what he wanted to go for. My sister worked at the College Crusade and realized when she looked at all those numbers, the discrepancy of Southeast Asians and the lack of resources that was in our community. And she was like, I'm doing something about this. So she started a nonprofit mm. that literally supports all of those components in our community. Right. And then I went through school and was just like, man. This system is not made for people of color. Right. <laughs> like, what the hell um, is happening? You know, like, yeah. I really need to get myself to a place so I can make these changes so I can make it better for every child. Right. Not just whites, not just blacks, not just brown, but for every learner in the space. And mm -hmm. I even surpassed that concept because the last couple of years, I, my focus was making everyone in the space a learner. Because if I really wanted my students to learn and, and be and get those skill sets that I'm trying to get my teachers to transfer to them, I have to allow my teachers to develop those skills and learn themselves. Right, 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 right. And then if I want that to happen, I have to model that by learning myself. There's no hierarchy of expectations that is different in our space. Mm. Whatever behaviors we expect, and that's why I say it's called a community profile. 
Because right. everyone in the damn community is expected is, is it, yeah, exactly. to demonstrate or yes. work towards demonstrating those behaviors, right? Yeah. So, and that's the problem in many school and traditional spaces too, is that there's a hierarchy of expectations that is different depending on what level of hierarchy you're in. Because if you're students, you're expected to follow these rules. If you're teachers, then you can follow these rules and not these rules. And if you're the administrator, then you get to go do this and not do this. And then when you're in the board or whatever, it's all different. Mm, so you can only it's have contradictory your, you only have hearsay like so if you're in a certain like so let me bracket. tell you i'll give you an example students right they're doing this new restorative practice it's not a buzzword i do restorative practice but i i do it a whole lot differently i it's implemented okay i'm gonna put it that way but okay so they they want the teachers to go in right and then they want the teachers to deal with the students trauma Oh, be be trauma informed. Talk to the kids. Support the kids socially. Be able to, you know, build relationships with the kids. Right? They want the teachers to transfer these skills, but I don't see teachers building relationships with one another at that level. I don't see teachers talking to each other when there's conflict. Everybody talks behind each other's back. back. This is that, yeah. and this and that. There's tension. Nobody wants to deal with an actual problem. But then you are expecting the teachers to go and do that with the students, but you don't expect them to practice it amongst themselves, themselves right. to understand how to effectively implement, implement right? It, right? Right. So, and then you go to the administrators. The administrators are so busy, they don't even have the time to develop the teacher's behavioral as well as uh, their, you know, skill sets in terms of teaching. It's like they're so busy. Mm -hmm. So, how? where is the modeling of the learning yeah. that is supposed to take place? Right. That's my question, right? That's... So, like, University High School was built to address those issues. Like everyone that walks into the space is a learner. Yeah. I'm, I have so much to learn from you as you have to learn from me. So let's learn together. together yeah, always student mentality. Right? Yep. So that's what's missing, you know? And, and that's that's and that's my thing. And I, and I say it all the time. I'm like, look, this, but you know, anybody can come in here. If you want to build a school like this, whatever, do your thing. If you think you can implement it, but that's the good. point, you know, but the point being is like, there's so much critical thinking and strategic thinking that you have to put in place to make that type of school work. It's a lot of work because you're constantly thinking about the learning process of everyone in the space. It is exhausting, including your own learning process. Right, right, right. Right? And then if you want your teachers to be able to go and deal with trauma effectively and with fidelity, then you have to deal with their traumas. You have to yeah, build those levels, skill sets with them. Levels, man. There's you get levels. what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. you can't expect a teacher to take the time to talk to a kid who has who has undergone a traumatic situation when the teacher is going on undergoing a traumatic situation, but you don't have the time to deal with that teacher. So how? Why do we think it's important? Yeah. What are we doing here? So I mean, that's my biggest question, to be yeah. honest with you. With like what what is going on? Like it's like. There, there's a lot of band-aids that are being put on top of things and mm -hmm. people always want to deal with the symptoms of stuff. They don't want to deal with the root cause, okay? Yeah. Like, the That's students are like. not doing academically well. That's a symptom. Mm. That's not the root cause. That's a symptom. That's a symptom. But what is the root cause? Exactly. What is the root cause? Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, on that note, shit. I, would, I, I mean, I could sit here all day and listen. Um... <laughs> But before we wrap up, I definitely, because this is something I've been trying to like do uh, religiously with the guests that I have, mm -hmm. is ask, um, 
because I still feel education is still an art form. It's a unique way to, to get people to learn and educate themselves. So with your art form of education, um, what would you, in three words, how would you describe your, your, yourself or your art or your, who you are? Um, in three words? Three words. Ah, yeah. So, okay, three words. I, all right. So I would say the learning is on you. The learning is on you. I like it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, my art form should be manipulated based on your art form as the learner. It shouldn't be my art. It should be your art. I'm just facilitating the process. Mm. Do, do, do you understand what I'm Absolutely, saying? 100%. Hell so yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't, when, when I'm working with someone, it's never about my art. Yeah. It's always about their art. Very self -given. And my job is to bring it out, whatever that is, mm. at the fullest potential. Amen. So you are the... Uh... The shaman. <laughs> She'll bring it out of you. <laughs> She's the shaman. She'll bring it out of you. Um, but no, I appreciate you uh, coming in. It's been definitely an anticipated conversation. Uh, I'm glad we finally got to link and do this. We'll definitely have more conversations. This is just one of many. Yeah. So, um, well, you owe me one now. I definitely owe okay, you one. Okay, because you're so going to go on Lyrical You're going to come set me up. But yeah. we're going to do a podcast. Yeah. Lyrical Identity. You're going to have to pick a specific song, right? Okay. That literally addresses some kind of challenge that you have experienced. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that part is easy. <laughs> but when I psycho dive into your mind, that's the part that's going to go crazy. Yeah. Bird, bad, bad, bad. All right, cool. All right. Let's do that soon because I am more than free and available. So let's yeah, Well, busy. I like the setup, so I may have to just, just come do it here. Come here. Hey, we can switch it up a little bit, make it your own, and we can. We can yeah. go crazy, but Somali, I appreciate you so, so much. I thank you no, for thank you. learning us something today. Uh, again, if you guys are still with us, man, like, go back, play this from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Share this amongst your communities because this is important. This is really good information. This is uh, information that could get into, you know, your schools or, you know, your, your households. Um, so definitely, definitely tune in, share, uh, like, and keep rocking with us, man, over here at Truck Talks. So. so can I just uh, yeah. do a little shout out? So yeah. please visit my website, www.tothrive.org, and um, click on the gallery. This is where I actually amplify voices of people of color through stories, through poems, through dance, through videos. Um, you can just check out our, basically the art form hey. of the individual um, expressing some level of experience that has allowed them to survive the system. So it's mm -hmm. literally about surviving the system because we can't talk about thriving until we talk about the surviving, right? Amen. So um, with that being said, um, shout out Check and thank out. you so much. Amen. Um, and is that two, like the number two? Thrive. The number two, The yeah. number two, thrive.org. Thrive dot, oh, dot, dot org. Two, the number, thrive.org. Check it out. All right, y'all, thank you. Thanks.